Are you ready to get out of your head and into the heart? Into the heart space, an intentional space for deep diving, heartfelt conversations, spiritual discussion, and conscious raising content. I'm Kelly Keith, and I'm so grateful to be here creating with you all. So let's get cozy into our hearts and rise together once again.
I just, I live complete track. I understand that, you know, there's a balance that I'll work with here, and I'm going to ask right now for higher self to kind of help in, in this and letting me know when to redirect back into this, because I do feel conversations kind of go where they're meant to go at certain times, and there are little gems in these tangents that happen. Um, that's one of the things I'm loving about this uh, about this baby that's being created is these conversations that are just, you know, little nuggets of magic that are kind of happening now all across the world, so it's great. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to dive in because we have a lot of, especially working with kids and in schools, we have some synergy there, but I'll wait till we're on the podcast to kind of dive into that a little bit more. Um, okay. So cool. So I will... I'm going to take a deep breath, and then I will read the intro, and then we'll dive right in. Cool? Beautiful. All right. All right, HeartSpace listeners, today we have a really special guest I'm really excited to get to share with you. I have Janelle Cameron, who is an intuitive energy healer, ascension mentor, meditation facilitator, activator, cosmic channel, dream analyzer, psychic medium, animal communicator, with access to the Akashic Channel, and is an alchemist. Her primary work is to mentor others on their spiritual journey by providing practical guidance that is required through the shifts and assist healing through shadow integration back to balance. She also specializes in being able to connect others with their soul purpose. A major part of her work is assisting children through the ascension process by mentoring them on how to reconnect with their soul essence and provide practical, practical advice laid out for both them, their parents, and their caretakers. Her goal is to make meditation and mindfulness a part of curriculum in the schooling system globally. Janelle, I'm so beyond ecstatic to have you on today to get to chat with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kelly. How are you doing? Oh, it's great. It's been a great day. There's a lot of synchronicities happening around me, a lot in the conversation that we're going to be having today in particular, and um, sitting in my new apartment in Brooklyn that I'm in the process of moving into, so it's great. How are things over in Australia, yes? Yes, yes. Um, I'm on in the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia, and um, yeah, it's, there's a lot happening. I um, didn't get much sleep last night. I only had a few hours. There's a lot happening up in the sky at the moment. So, um lot of activity, and they wanted me awake. Cool. No, I mean, just reading through your intro, you are, you know, a woman of many different uh, hats and different roles here in your journey. Um, I know we're approaching the Taurus full moon. There's a lot of shifts going on. Um, maybe if you could fill in of kind of what's happening in your life of what's led you to where you are, kind of in a brief, I know there's a long journey with that, but maybe a brief bit of, you know, what has got you into what you're doing right now and how that ties into the work you're doing right now and, you know, what's approaching in these times. Sure. Um, I had my awakening in 2012. Um, that's when I started coming online. Um, my understanding, a lot of us, um, and I'm not sure if everyone's aware of that, but basically we start seeing the 1111 code, which is the activation code. Um, a lot of people know that, some don't, um, but that's generally how it all starts. 
uh, we just start seeing your level 11 code and then we start coming online slowly but surely. Some of us come online straight away, um, you know, it goes from one minute we're asleep to we're awake. Um, mine was the progression. I actually, um, I basically started feeling like I was living in bliss when I did come online. I'd come out of um, a long-term relationship that was very turbulent. Um, that was with my kid's dad. I was with him 13 years. So kind of coming out of that, it was um, it was very interesting time. Um, I really had to show some strength and guts, and um, and I kind of yeah attribute to that was kind of my being shaken out of the tree, and um, it was one of those things that I knew I had to go, and um, I didn't know why, but I just couldn't do it anymore. And then kind of from then on, it was kind of just every day got better and better once I'd actually made that leap of faith and just um, took that chance. Um, I then actually had a full awakening of, um, you know, life-changing awakening where nothing was ever the same again. Um, that was basically in July... I was trying to think, July, I think it was three years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, just after three years ago. And then three weeks after that, I was actually studying nursing full time. And um, I'd, I had my break with nursing and my kids went away with their dad. And then I just, it was like a switch hit. It was just like, and it was like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? <laughs> and um, I had no one around me at all that was, um, you know, I didn't have any connections with anyone that was awake. Um, so I was kind of really, what is going on? Am I losing my mind? Do I have a brain aneurysm? Is there something wrong with me? Um, you know, all those questions were being asked and it was like, why can't I sleep? Why do I not need to sleep? Why Why do I not want to eat? Um, why do I, I need food anymore? And it was, yeah, it was, you know, obviously strange times. Um, I then met my twin flames three weeks after that. Um, so I kind of felt him come into my field in hindsight before I met him um, and it was very instantaneous. And I believe kind of that whole happening has just put me on the fast track ever since. It was, um, I ended up meeting people, uh, you know, mentors, but then it was kind of, um, it was like I've got to move on now because I was just like a locomotive. It was like, okay, um, these guys are talking about angels. Um, I, I'm seeing, feeling, knowing, that they're star beings. Um, I'm watching the stars, they're dancing, they're actually talking to me. Um, and there was no one to speak to, so I knew it was time to leave that facing it again and keep going and find some more tribe. Mm -hmm. And I just kept following the signposts and I've just done that the whole time. Um, 
and just try to align myself with with mentors and really gone, um, you know, on intuition where to be guided, really. That led me every time to where I need to go. That's beautiful guidance. So with your the uh, the massive awakening that you had, was that a specific event that happened, or was it yes. just that? Can you kind of dig what was that experience for you? It was basically just one day I was one person, and then the next day it was like life is totally different. It was just like it was like waking up and realizing the matrix is why <laughs> it's like waking up to the truth yeah. it's like you know kind of um you know like i felt angels around me and stuff prior to that but then kind of when i had my full awakening it was like wow there is so much more going on here and um and that's when i really started connecting um I really started connecting with the stars. It, they kind of hard to explain, but um, not many people, my understanding, actually see it and feel it. But um, they have direct communications with me, um, and I see the energy being emitted from hmm. the star system. Um, I know they're different colors. I know who they are. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's strange, and they wake me up to come and you know watch. They they do these like light shows, the most amazing light shows that you'll ever see in your life. Um, you know, who needs to see fireworks? That's beautiful. And um, for anyone who does isn't familiar with Janelle or her work, uh, in the show notes I'll be including links to her Facebook pages. I'll also be including a link to the group Light Workers Unite. Um, where Janelle can let in after going through it. Kind of how, that's how we connected um, yeah. in the first place. And in there, Janelle shares often different card readings and different um, updates of what's going on with the energies and, you know, with this work in the stars. And it's always, for me personally, always really spot on and really helpful. Um, and it's great to be able to watch that you've gone on this journey and you're working with different mentors and now you are returning and kind of doing the same and mentoring in this large group of people in addition to doing, you know, one-on-one work and really focusing in on kids as well. Um, you know, I would love to kind of go into that a little bit of your work in wanting to integrate, you know, meditation, mindfulness, and ascension in with kids um, and how to work with this and with their parents. I'm right now working with a partner on uh, My Inner Glow is our organization and we're bringing mindfulness curriculum into schools and companies as well. So we're very aligned in that mission and knowing the importance of how that we can make this wave so much smoother for them and change the world and helping them to understand and know that. Um, so I'd love to hear, if, you know, your work and how you're working with that and how we can assist kids, even if we're not doing this on a day-to-day, but maybe any parents out there or someone who works with kids or, you know, we all run into kids on a day-to-day unless you live, like, I don't know where you need to live without seeing kids. I mean, like, give some insights of how, you know, your work with it and how we can all help kids along on this journey. Um. 
Basically, the idea for um, my project, it was actually fully downloaded to me um, by the mothers. Uh, particularly Mother Mary, um, Yeshua was involved as well, um, but mainly the mothers. And, um, and they basically fully gave me exactly what I need to include, um, how it kind of helped the children. So it was kind of, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. It, was, it wasn't like, okay, well, what should I do here? What should I do that? They basically downloaded everything and said, okay, this needs to be um, a typical Blu-ray. I fly underneath the radar um, in regards to mainstream. So that kind of um, Blu-ray can be very typical of that. We come across like, you know, the soccer mum that you'd never ever pick. Um, that what they see and what they know. Um, I'm getting probably a little bit more vocal than, than what I have been in the past, but I do need to keep my mission very covert because it needs to be accepted by mainstream, so there can't be any woo-woo going on there. Um, otherwise, it just simply won't be accepted. Um, so, yeah, basically, um, the chakra system is very important with us. Um, you know, which hopefully a lot of people know. They are paramount. So a lot of the initial rollout of that is actually um, working with the kids' chakras, but it's going to be done in a very mainstream way. Um, excuse me. But they, yeah, they told me the colours are very important to kids. If I can actually get them visualising the colours, that's going to make all the difference and just point them to the area. Um, so that's going to clear a lot of the gunk out of their system. Um, also, you know, like, basically it's just going to be giving parents practical tips that most spiritual people know how to ground, get your kids out of nature, get them away from the TV, give them a high-vibe diet, um, and get their bodies moving. So it's all going to be surrounded around that, some practical tips. There's also going to be a forum that um, basically, yeah, that I'm going to be doing kind of once a week of um, where parents can actually, um, you know, they can say issues that they're having. I really kind of want to concentrate also on the really highly sensitive, such as the ADHD, mm -hmm. um, because they're massively misunderstood. And my whole, um, my understanding, a lot of this is stop the over-medication of children and also for them to be understood more instead of just putting it off as bad behaviour, um, why are they acting out? Janelle, you are such, you're speaking to my soul, soul sister through and through. I say all the time, I get so upset how much we're highly medicating you know, it's, it's highly creativity. It's, it's creativity, overactive creativity and energy flowing through, and we're, you know, just completely sedating and blocking this beautiful flow. It's just a higher level of connection, you know, where I did a lot of work in the foster care system, um, you know, and there's so many amazing kids that are getting sedated on so many medications that you know, the opportunity to be able to connect with themselves and be able to work through that. I mean, they're thrown into shadow work and, you know, these different adversities to kind of 
morphed through in a whole other level, but to see how much medication we're pumping into kids and not learning and saying, hey, so this is what you've been blessed with and here's how to utilize it and be able to actually flow this into something of greatness is so important. I'm oh, you just got me so excited and so passionate about that. I've been doing uh, workshops with a group of foster kids on Reiki and, you know, going through the chakra system and giving them Reiki. And kids are so receptive. Yeah. You know, like, kids and animals, they get it because they haven't gone through all of these different barriers and these external, you know, factors. Like, they're the closest to source that we can be. That's what they say. Talk, you want wisdom? Talk to a kid. Because they're, they're closer tapped into source than, you know, so many of us walking around because they haven't had that yet. Well, that's coming in switched on. Uh, their DNA is more switched on than ours. So, particularly um, the younger children, my understanding the last probably 12 years, um, definitely the last decade, but I think about, yeah, 12 years, um, they have come in fully switched on. Um, you know, I speak mm-hmm. to my son, he's six, and this is last year when he was five. He was recalling a past life from Mars. He actually drew these spaceships and he was showing me three different spaceships, who went on that one, who went on that one, who went on that one. And he, he couldn't, because he was five, he's like, you know, he's like, um, oh, you know, Mum, the red planet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the red planet? And he goes, mm. Mars, and I'm like, you know, he's never learned about Mars. There's, there's, Amazing. you know, there's no way he could come out with that, really. Yes. Um, and the stuff he drops, um, like my middle child, she sees angels in their full form. She can tell you what color clothing they're wearing, what color their hair is, what color their eyes are. Um, but she'll go, who's this mum? And you know, she'll describe. Wow. And um, so they're very connected, you know, like I also, um, something else I want to do is, like, there's games that you can actually play with kids, um, because once they actually start watching TV, they go to the schooling system particularly, their intuition starts shutting down immediately because mm-hmm. they're forced to work from only one side of the brain. Um, so, you know, unless they're having that continual creative um, outlet, which most kids don't get. Um, so, therefore, um, and kids that have problems at school, learning difficulties, they are going from the left side of the brain. Hmm. They, are, they are purely working with that left side of the brain. So, um, and, you know, I don't know the answer, but if there can be some kind of ex- uh, exercise for those children to connect both lobes, they're going to have less problems, um, as in, with, you know, being academic because they struggle not being academic because of the stigma attached to it. So, and, and you know, we need both anyway, really, the way things are at the moment. You know, we're not telepathic at this point. Um, but we will be. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to need all those faculties. Saying that, we're encouraged to actually go more to the left side of the brain because that's the way we are going, back to how we used to be, how we are meant to be. And 
So with that, um, do you think it's the programming and the changes over time that have changed, switched us to using more of the right brain, or is that an evolution, or how do we get to this, I guess? We have um, an implant at the rear of our brain. Um, basically, it, my understanding, it was... Um, we knew it was game to a certain respect. And to level the field, basically we had an implant, which is like the reptilian part of our brain. Now a lot of that actually um, has caused our issues. Um, as in, it's given us um, issues with addictions and uh, things like that. So it's given us a disconnection that we have it's, and I have to be honest and I, I'm not 100% sure on this but um, it's kind of more of a feel for me than anything is that I, I believe that's kind of um, like gave us our amnesia as well mm. okay. and like with these addictions and that's you know that forgetting what we really are and where we come from and what we're capable of being um, these infinite beings that can do unlimited things, anything. Is that, when you're talking about shadow work and all that, is that kind of what that falls into? Or do you categorize something different in that, you know, the shadow, shadow work and integrating and working with that darkness within ourselves? Well, that's the polarity of us. Um, what we, our aim with Ascension is to balance, to come into balance, so no longer have that polarity. That's primarily what our mission is here, to actually bring our Earth back to balance. Um, so in order to do that, we need to individually do that. And it's funny because when a lot of people awaken, they're like, I'm going to go and change the world. And it's like, you know, I've got to say, I had the same thing. I'm like, gosh, I'm changing this world. Yes, we are. But we don't change anybody else. We change ourselves and show others how to do it. Because the whole point is not for us to change other people because of the universal laws, free will, unless that person actually is asking for a leg up or for to be mentored or um, showing, you know, that they want assistance, we can't go against free will. Um, you know, and then we go into the other universal law of cause and effect if we start mucking around with that kind of thing. Um, you know, there'll be repercussions because that is one of our primary laws is not to go against free will. Mm -hmm. Somebody's free will. Cause and effect will be like slamming down on you really hard. Yeah, that's, um, that really resonates. I totally fall into that category of, you know, awakening of I'm here to change the world. I want to change the world. I want to change everything. And it's, taken a while and you know it's funny where I looked at you know the list of things we're really going to focus in on uh, when I got home from doing some stuff in the city today and uh, have you ever heard of NaNoWriMo? 
Um, so it is a National Novel Writing Month. It takes place in November, um, where you make a commitment to write 50,000 words in the month of November. I did it last year. I wrote a novel, and I've been kind of tossing around what, what angle I wanted to go this year doing it. And I realized after having a conversation with one of my dear friends, um, she called me and was like, I can confide in you. Like, I'm working with, like, the struggles and the darkness right now, and I had a hard time showing that part of myself to people and, like, you know, saying that I have that. And that's something that I can struggle with, too, especially as a Reiki master. I, I kind of set an expectation on myself sometimes that I'm supposed to always be beaming and rays of light. And so because of that, I've, I have kind of swung and I had this inspiration where I said, okay, in the month of November, I'm going to write 31 Days of Darkness and I'm going to dive completely into my shadows and I'm going to dance with them and really, you know, love them and befriend them. So it's great that I'm going to be a little, sorry, sorry I'm not sorry, listen, I'm going to be a little selfish in this a little bit too of, you know, talking about, you know, why it's important for shadow integration and how to be doing this because it falls perfectly. It's paramount. Yeah. It's actually paramount to the ascension process. So, um, and a lot of light workers actually, um, you know, they, they just want to be all of the light. Sorry, but you're never going to, you're never going to get your gifts because that's the dance that we're here for. Um, shadow workers basically, um, we have aspects on our stream from many lives and many star systems. Um, you know, the last few weeks I'm just seeing dream after dream of where I die. Mm. I've seen myself die so many times and I wake up with actual the physical sensation of what happens. Um, it's very intense. Um, but I'm not scared of that. I've actually seen my son drown. Um, I think I've seen him drown four or five times. Wow. Uh, that was intense. Yeah, and that's, um, in, and that's in your dreams. You'll wake up with that experience of as if that had just yeah. happened. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was actually doing a Reiki course the first time it happened and I just ran out of the room and I was just like... I was hyperventilating, I was just like, and um, he was being minded, so I wasn't with him, and I was like, I thought it was happening then, because it was so real. Wow. Um, yeah, so, but um, those kind of things can be very intense for people to deal with. That is shadow work. That is part of the shadow work. Um, it may happen in dream time. I do a lot of stuff in dream time. Um, I, I'm a lucid dreamer. I remember a lot of things. I will wake up speaking Hebrew and um, and be able to spell it, <laughs> and then Google it and go, whoa. Um, so, but yeah, the shadow the shadow work is basically all those parts of yourself where there is no light. And what happens with shadow work is shining on those characteristics or those habits or those um, deep core wounds that we have. And it's basically bringing them to our awareness. And instead of shutting it down, it's like exploring it, but being the bystander. Instead of actually getting entrenched back into that story, 
it's like going, hmm. So the easiest way to do shadow work is is basically um, looking at it as if it's somebody else, because in a way it is. It's one of your fractals. Hmm. Because it's from past life, it, it also could be in this life as well. Generally, what I found with my shadow integration, I did this life first, and then I've actually, because, you know, it's a rabbit hole, um, how many lives have you had? Uh, who knows? How many lives have we had? I've seen that many. And mm. that's just kind of, um, even recently, I'm just going, whoa, I've had so many human existences here. <laughs> And, you know, there the different ways I've died. I've been hit by a truck. I've been um, eaten by sharks. I've been shot. I've been um, shot by Nazis. I, crazy amount of stuff. You know, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, all different ages and, and not always female either, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I found out recently that I was a soldier in World War Two. We removed, we extracted that and got rid of that. Um, I was a male soldier in World War Two, so God, I hope that that wasn't. I'm sorry if that was that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Oh. Generally speaking, it'll be the people that you know in the same because we're all in. We end up being in the same stage again. Hmm. So in different capacities. Um, it's interesting. So you, you don't always work out who's who. Um, you know, like I, I know when I escaped a concentration camp with my daughter, I was younger, she was older, hmm. but I still knew it was her. It was, it was interesting. I woke up and I knew which daughter it was, because I have two, and I knew it was my eldest. It, just by her feel, it was strange. Uh, and with that, do you do something to set up to go into these journeys or are these experiences that have just kind of come to you? What does that process look like? Yeah, they come naturally. I have been some wild and amazing places. <laughs> I've um I've been to Inner Earth, I've met with elders there, I um go on ships, I um oh gosh, I go everywhere. I um Metatron is one of my guides. And um, I spent a lot of time with him, um, with high learning, um, and he shows me different things. I can't kind of go into everything that I'm shown because, yeah, it's an unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's I, I kind of I guess it's certain things that I'm just like. Um, I generally keep those kind of things to myself, really, um, unless I think it'll benefit someone. Mm-hmm. But they're pretty kind of out there, you know. I mean, I mean, literally and figuratively. I mean, <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me at all. Or tra- you know, there's traveling to so many, you know, inner world and going to different realms. So that sounds and like yeah, I mean, right past the sun. I don't know where I went, but it was just vastness. There was nothing there. It was just like a big void. Mm-hmm. But it was so peaceful. That's beautiful. So, you know, for anyone out there who also either has started doing shadow work or is interested in, you know, kind of getting into the really either they feel they're ascending or they're like, man, I want to start seeing 1111. I feel a lot of people who will be listening to this podcast are already 
well on the journey or in the process of waking up or have hit ascension, you know. But what are some practical, like, fundamentals that anyone who wants to deepen deepen their ascension um, or their understanding and, you know, really start to expand themselves more, what are some practical tips that you would really recommend start implementing into the lifestyle? The dealing with, um, just, just on the shadow integration, yeah. dealing with the, you know, there can be some really cool wounds. Like a lot of us have chosen some very difficult paths. Um, so when you're doing shadow work, you know, all those issues are going to come back up flat in face. Um, you know, wherever you would deeply start. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you'll deal with this lifetime and you'll go, and, you know, some of those things will surprise you and go, wow, okay, I didn't realise that I had that issue. So basically just shadow work is asking yourself the question, where, where am I not honouring myself? Where am I not loving myself? And you'll get those answers by, um, the things you want to shy away from, the things you don't want to acknowledge about yourself. Um, If you're a people pleaser, why are you a people pleaser? It goes back to childhood. Like, so, doing shadow work, if you can go back to your childhood, because a lot of those things are formed in the first five years. Um, Even younger. So, and then there could even be issues from um, basically just entering, deciding to come to you know, like once you're here in gestation, in your mum's belly, it's like no, I don't want to be here anymore um, you know, and then there could be birth that was traumatic, a lot of babies have traumatic births and um, you know, that's very painful for them because they're feeling their mother they're attached we're empaths they're feeling their mother's pain Plus their own, so it's amplified. So, you know, there can be issues there. Um, then you start going into other lives and you're like, huh? I remember when I um, was starting to do shadow work, I kept hearing um, my internal dialogue, my high self kept saying, know thyself, know thyself. And I'm like, I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why do you keep repeating this? And because it was, it was just over and over and over. And I'm like, and then next minute I've actually gone on to another stage, stage of shadow integration. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and and then there was um, not all that long ago. There was an incident kind of that occurred in this reality that actually brought something back from a past life that felt like that past life was actually happening right here and now and the intensity of the feeling was like, it felt like I was in warfare here. It felt like major psychic attacks, but it was a memory. So they can get trickier because as you advance along, the tests get harder. Um, You know, we're here for mastery. So it's not an easy walk in the park. The way to actually master is drop down in your heart. Mm-hmm. Always drop down in your heart. Stay centered in your heart. Um, 
Remember, we're all in this together. We are one. We are we. Um, everyone has their own journey. Um, we're all at our own evolution, exactly where we're supposed to be in this moment. Um, there's no, you know, there's no right or wrong. Um, people just need to actually do and be and feel exactly what's right for them and no judgment. Because basically, in the higher realms, they don't judge. Um, they don't judge us for judging. But, um, and you know, if we don't pass these tests, sorry, but you get to do it again. Right. And it just keeps re-looping until you get the lesson. You don't get to go on until you actually get the lesson. So there's no hiding from the shadow. Um, you know, to be quite honest, because I know the gifts from doing shadow work, um, I actually love shadow work now. <laughs> I'm like, right, what's next? Bring it on. Because I understand that, um, you know, the shadow side, the shadow beings, they hold the door and they decide whether or not it's okay for you to actually get more abilities, to go up a level. Um, I call it snakes and ladders. So <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, roll the dice, okay, what do I have to do? And, you know, what's my test? And then it's, um, it's like, okay, well, did you stay in your heart? Did you show compassion for that person? Um, and that obviously happens from the way we do a lot of this work is by being triggered or triggering others. That's the way it works. And it may not be even someone you know. So it's just being conscious, being aware all the time that, um, you know, I, I see particularly in American politics, people slamming Trump. I've said from the moment um, he pretty well got in, I've just gone, he's a light worker. Mm -hmm. He's here to shake things up. Yeah. may not like him, may not like his um, demeanor, his approach, but hello, he's going to make a difference. Yeah. He is making a difference. Yeah. He is waking people up. Yes. Uh, and, um, and I can tell you that they are working with him. I know that for a fact. Um, he's very aware of them. He's very aware of his partners. He cannot be bought. He has his own money. He cannot be bought. That's, uh, yeah, I was, uh, Shannon Algeo, uh, the creator of Awake.Yoga, we were uh, chatting a couple weeks ago, and our conversation took a wild turn where we found ourselves deep talking into, you know, what's going on here, and kind of just coming to a head, almost, of the awareness of Trump and how it's just, he is, he is the epitome of shadow work, you know, he's the trigger of everything, you know, and, like, it's happening, like, so fast, and then, like, there's, like, such a fast, you know, increase of awareness and awakening and consciousness and, you know, becoming more mainstream and some of, you know, energy work and this is becoming so much more. Like, I, you can just see that there's just this head that we're coming to of this split. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, being here, there are times where I'm like, all right, it's unfortunate in so many ways, but I've always looked at it and it's like, it's, it's here for a reason, you know, and it's 
it's showing everyone, I think, one, it's opened a lot of eyes to, okay, we should be more mindful and conscious of what's going on all around us, but more important, it's just showing what needs to change, and it's, you know, it's, trigger, like you said, it's triggering very quickly, it's helping us all grow very quickly. I encourage everyone to listen to his speech, now I forget when this was and what the speech was about. Um, I think he addressed the United Nations. Mm-hmm. It was an awful speech. I tell you, it's going to go down in history. If people actually go through the transcript and have a look at it, you can't tell me the man's not a live worker. Wow. He mentions sovereignty. He mentions God. He, he mentions ascension. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I can tell you, his higher self is like out those words. I'll, uh, listeners, I'll definitely do my due diligence for this and I'll, uh, I'll go find the transcript and I'll include it in the show notes. I look forward to going through and listening to it myself while eating. And, uh, I tell you, it was a very inspiring speech. Um, I think I think I saw it on YouTube and, and the transcript might have been on that as well. Cool, I'll, I'll look up for it. And listeners, just... Uh, that's why we're here for a different perspective. I'm sure there's a lot of Americans that are listening to this and they're just like, what? Trust the white worker, but... It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we're here to continue to, uh, you know... We are one. We are one. That's it. You know, if we can love him, that's, you know, we have to. He he is us in different ways, and that's... Um, we are all fractals of each other, and we're all fractals of schools. So, you know, that's kind of what we need to remember when someone's triggering us. Um, you know, we may not like the triggering process, and I can tell you I certainly don't sometimes, and then I catch myself and I'm like, did I fail that one? <laughs> like, um, you know, there's certain people that will, they'll trigger you, trigger you bad. But um, what, you know, like what I try to do afterwards, even if I kind of lose it a bit, and, you know, like, because we're human, we're human as well, you know, we can't always get it right, we can try, um, but yeah, if someone triggers us, you know, like, basically, I just kind of got right, okay, I've got it now, mm-hmm. I've got awareness, caught myself, and then um, I will actually send that person um, blessings, thanking them for the gift that they're giving me, because it is a gift. Um, you know, they're assisting me. We agreed to do trigger, uh, to do shadow work together. And so that, um, you know, they're assisting me in my evolution, my ascension. Um, so I always send them a blessing. In, in those tests where you're like, oh, did I pass or did I fail? Is there, in your journey that, is there a moment where you can tell? Like, if you passed or you failed, you're like, so I know there's certain times where I'll be triggered in something, and there's times where I'm just like, I executed that very well. Or, you know, we'll be, you know, for, we'll tap into, before we hopped on here, I was sharing with you that just, you know, just yesterday, I, you know, I've been triggered and I pushed away and I had a parallel of a past relationship that kind of feels like it just came back around because there's something here, and I decided to part ways with it. You know, and some, and, you know, intuition is just like, it's, you gotta do this. And I was like, I don't wanna. But, you know, there's times where I'm still thinking from like, 
well, did I, was the right, did I take the right work on that? Did I take the right lesson? Like, do you, do you find a time when you're doing the shadow work of a check back in with yourself as if you did the right thing? I, with shadow work, I go very insular. I like to have my own, like, I'm a sole parent of three. Um, but, you know, so obviously I can't go that insular. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spend a lot of time in meditation during shadow work um, times. If I'm finding myself, uh, you know, with the shift, Basically, we have a whole range of emotions. We're having a human experience, and we're here for a whole range of emotions. Um, if I find myself that I'm feeling niggly, and, and like, because you can feel it, you can feel it coming. Mm -hmm. I could have say I, I felt it. Um, I normally feel it when I'm really tired, and that's generally when I'm going through an upgrade. Um, I get very tired, and then, you know, just having to do all the normal things you do and you just don't, oh, I just really want to just lay in bed. You know, like, I'm just like, I'm physically drained. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you still need to have a normal life. But once again, we're being asked with that to balance all those things. If you can leave something during those periods, leave it. Don't push through. We're meant to actually... We're being encouraged to get more more into flow of like, um, you know, we have dips and drops in our energy depending on what's going on energetically. So we're being asked to use all our intelligences, which is our body, mind, you know, and soul as well. Um, use all those intelligences to be guided as in how we should be treating ourselves properly because when we treat ourselves properly, we're self-loving which is the highest form of love. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say it's twins. Personally, I think it's self-love because even in a twin relationship, if, um, like, you need to love yourself utmost. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you can't help fill someone else's glass if your glass isn't full first. That's exactly right. How can you love in someone, someone entirely if you're not loving yourself entirely. Um, kind of you can't. bridging off. I think I felt way late on the on your question, I'm sorry. No, I told I told you, we <laughs> let these go exactly as they're meant to because you just led me to another question and I'm fascinated if you're uh, if you feel, you know, cool with flowing with it. You mentioned before about your twin flame coming in that you felt this presence in your field before you actually met. Um, that was, yes. Did that happen in like in a dream state, or you just kind of yeah, felt dream time? Cool. I didn't know what it looked like. Or, sorry, what he looked like or anything. I just felt him. I just felt yeah. Like in hindsight, now that I know what I know, I know it was him. Hmm. Um, same energy. Yes, his higher self is the same energy as. Um, so I definitely know it was him coming into my field. Um, yeah, it was kind of like our higher selves got to know each other before we did. Beautiful. And have you, did you know each other in past lives or is this a new? Yes. Yeah? Yes, I've seen, um, <clears throat> I've seen a life with us where we, we were younger and, um, 
and we did not have children. Between us, we have six. We're called the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Everyone looks at me like I am when we go out all six children. Um, they look at me like I am just amazing. Well, you are, so that's proper. <laughs> They're just like, oh my gosh, she's had six children. She must be great. Because <laughs> it's funny, like um, his daughter, his youngest daughter, they always think I'm the mom and that the boys look like him. So it's strange. Hmm. But, um, but um, sorry, I lost track again. No worries. Past lives, uh, you're oh, yeah. younger. Yes, I had um, a dream of I was on the handlebars of a bicycle and he was he was actually riding the bike and we got hit by a bus. Oh. <laughs> wow. That was a totally different turn than I was expecting. <laughs> like, yeah, we were just we were having a lovely time, some of our lives and then not a bus, sorry, a truck. Wow. Now, like, with Twin Flames, I don't know if it's across, is that normal that there's been many past lives prior before meeting, or can that be, you know, meeting in this lifetime for the first time? I don't, I believe definitely there's, um, there's going to be parallel lives where you were in each other's lives. It may not necessarily be on a romantic level. Right. Um, because twin flames do not need to be on a romantic level, is my understanding. Um, there's a lot of, to be quite honest, there's a lot of um, BS around the twin flame journey. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, why would you want to do that? It's a very complicated journey. But, and saying that, a very rewarding journey. Um, it certainly catapults you in your journey. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, um, it did for me anyway. I, I do believe that was a strong contributor. Um, my twin flame, he is a matrix twin. He is not awake. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. How... How's that dynamic with you being so in this world? How's that work? Last year I spent a lot of time on grounded because I fly a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I travel most nights. Um, yeah, nearly every night, just about. Um, so my understanding, because I'm so flighty, he is the one who keeps me grounded. Like last year, you know, I was kind of going off to woo-woo land and, you know, and really kind of um, ungrounded as in not wanting to be on earth and do my thing here. I was wanting to fly too much and, you know, I'm like, why would I want to be here when up there is amazing? so, which is very hard for him to understand, um, because he's like, what? Because there was, you know, there was times where I would just be crying, like just going, I just want to go home, mm. and like he's just going, 
that he would just leave men and the children. And I'm like, yeah? <laughs> you don't it understand. Yeah. It was that song. It was, um, I was just like, it's just too dense here. <laughs> and, you know, I was just like, it's just too dense. And I really struggled with that last year a lot. Um, whereas he really grounded me. He kept me grounded in the here and now. Um, and kind of now I'm finding through all the shifts because when I shift, he shifts regardless. Mm -hmm. So he's finding it very challenging because he's stuck right down in the density, in, in trudged in the density of everything and he's finding it so challenging. Um, he also is an ultra-sensitive um, and he actually was one of those kids that we were talking about of, um, you know, medicated and um, being told that he has all these conditions. And I've actually said to him, um, I'm just like, seriously, stop believing that. I'm just like, holy, seriously, when, and, and you know, I think myself, when he awakens, gosh, well, you know, he's, it's going to be insane, and he's actually undergoing that at the moment, but it's um, really different for him. It's like he's going through the dark night of the soul yeah. on the way to awakening, which is kind of really hard to watch, but then there's not much I can do about that because that's his journey. Now, we are one. I can only imagine, I want to touch on the dark night of the soul here in a moment and loop back to it. But I just kind of want to touch on, you know, hearing this, it's almost so hard to wrap my brain on how you're able to work in that dynamic. I guess that goes perfectly with what we were saying before of how it is in the awakening. We can't change the world and change other people. It's simply holding the space and be on our journey and changing ourselves and knowing that will happen for people on theirs and just knowing that we're all one and just be holding that space for whenever someone's journey it's time for them to do that um it's just loving them the way they are he is he's, he's not your average male though when i say that um you know he's not awake um fully but he is he comes out with these you know random little things like um uh, the other day he said to me, you know, we're very telepathic. Um, I know when he's messaging me. I know when he's talking about me. I I know kind of when, um, you know, in a way kind of um, what he's going to say and vice versa. It's very hard to keep things from each other, especially when you're cranky with each other. It's very, like, you can feel it. <laughs> it's... Um, so, but then there's one really good thing with that too, because what he's going through, even though I can't do anything in the physical, what I do is I actually send, I always send him a big bubble of energy when he's struggling, of, um, you know, with, and, and I into healing and love into that, and light. Um, and, you know, I swirl it around him, and I don't know how many times I've seen his energy shift from that. Um, you know, because we can transmute each other. He just hasn't learned to do it with me yet. Cool. Oh, I, I love doing that, um, you know, 
And always, side note, if anyone listening, doing work, there's always this process of asking the higher self of whoever you're working with and going into their energy if they're, you know, willing to accept it. And there is a yes from a higher self that is going with that. But I love being able to send that energy to someone and then kind of watching over the next couple of days, kind of seeing this release happen and just that nice love and ha that can kind of happen. And it's just like, oh, I'm so grateful to see you having feeling lighter and being able to kind of work through that space. So, yeah, great. it's interesting. I will do it, and if he's really struggling, I will. Um, I'll do a full meditation and and fully kind of go into um, higher states and like see what's going on there. Um, and I actually kind of yeah have worked with his shadow, mm. and I'm like, and. So they got oh she's back we've been misbehaving all right. Yeah. She means business this time. That is enough. You mentioned the dark night of the soul. Um, if you're okay, I'd love to just you know dance here for just a couple of you know just a couple of minutes to kind of touch on it in case there's anyone there. Dark night of the soul, from my understanding, and please add you know anything that from your understanding that's different, but it's really having some kind of traumatic experience or going against high self that brings you through this much longer journey, kind of being stuck in the dark and these trials and tribulations and staying in this darker space and not allowing yourself to rise. Is that kind of anything to add to that? Uh, I believe that it's very individualistic and it, it depends kind of what it's surrounding. Um, Like, there are some people that have dark nights of the soul and they're there for a long time. I, I've never experienced that. Um, saying that, I'm not one person, like, I'm not a person to let myself get down, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like, and stay there. I just won't stay there. I'm, I, you know, I'm just like, pick yourself up. Come on, get yourself together. And with that, um, do you think it's, you know, taking that mindset of it's a choice? Or is that because you're so in tune of doing the, the shadow work to get out of that? Where, What's that for you? I believe that, um, you know, it's all got to do with experiences as well. Um, you know, some people, as I said, have very traumatic experiences um, that have played out in this lifetime um, as well. You know, like as in um, being born into very difficult family lineages, which most of us have been, yes. because we've come here to clear uh, clear that karma and that lineage. Um, but, yeah, Dark Knight of the Soul, I think it's a very individualistic thing. Um, I really do. I, you know, for me, um, I had a few weeks there where it was just basically feeling numb. Just feeling numb and that there's no joy. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, yeah, like a void. Like being stuck in a void, um, kind of like zero point. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely have sat and asked myself, you know, I've gone through pits and kind of gotten these waves of doing the ultimate bliss and then going and dropping back down. And I definitely, as a kid, I went through adversity and actually found myself, you know, kind of in these darker times as well. And I've sat and said, is that depression? Like, as I've gotten older and I've learned this, where it's like, are these periods at certain times darkening the soul? Was that depression? And kind of do a parallel, like, what are those same things? Are they, you know, the same thing? Someone who's been in this long period of depression, well, you know, maybe we need to be looking at it more of, okay, well, what was the trigger of when it started and doing that work through? You know, it's really... 11-11. I've just looked down until 11-11. Love mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know... We called it 10-10, and now we've got the 11-11. I love it. Oh, synchronicity. Mm, beautiful. Um, I'm so excited. This is, this is definitely going to be one that I go back and just like be listening through. Um, so many little nuggets of wonderfulness here. You know, but kind of, I'm on a tangent now, and I apologize for tangenting. Kind of no, 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 that's fine. What, what you're saying, though, I think um, they're all part of the shoes. Like, it's all part of the polarity that, you know, of the game. Um, I noticed that kind of the more I have evolved on my journey, that I am more unwavering. As in, um, you know, two years prior to that, roller coaster, mm-hmm. up, down, up, down. It's like, who are you today? You know, and I felt sorry for my family. I felt sorry for my children. I was, you know, I was just like, and I would then be like crying and going, I'm so sorry. You know, because one minute I'm like, like, don't come to me. You know, it, it really did. It felt like at times like evil mother syndrome, but it was showing me all the ways where I was running myself thin mm. and where I needed to change the dynamic for the family. The fact that, um, you know, I, I had OCD. And I would be like, if the house wasn't spotlessly clean, I would just be like, it would send me off the wall. I would just be like, and then I'd really kind of, you know, through those times, I would sit down with myself and go, why, why is this a big issue for you? Why, does, why do you have to wreck everyone's day? <laughs> uh, why do we have to spend half a day a week cleaning a house when we could be having joy? Hmm. Where we be doing something fun, like why? Why do I have to do this? Um, you know, like I, you know, after I'm gone, are the kids gonna care that I kept a clean house? Right. Yes, it's important to keep a clean house, but you know, there's how far do you go with that? So, you know, it was kind of looking at all those ways where I need to shift. Um, and, you know, that's all part of the process. It's all part of the evolution of, like, going... Now, one of my, um, like, favourite things I say to myself, like, does this bring me joy? No. Why am I doing it? Hmm. Obviously, there's going to be times where you've got to do stuff, like, we've all got stuff that we've got to do, um, you know, but so many times now, and I've... People around me found it very challenging because I was I was very extroverted, whereas 
still extroverted, but I like my insular time. I need it. I require it. Yeah. I need to just get myself away from everybody. Um, I go and spend a lot of time with my horse during those times. I love that. I love being out in nature. He's just very, um, very therapeutic for me, just spending that time in quietness with him. And um, so I do that. And like many of us do, we love beach. Mm-hmm. Love beach. And, um, and mountains. So, you know, it's always giving back um, to yourself. That's kind of, you know, that's really paramount. Like, as as mothers and as parents, um, so many mothers don't. And, you know, like, I'm kind of, that's also kind of one of my goals. Like, to assist parents with that. It's like, give yourself a break. Mm. Just give yourself a break. The kids aren't going to die, perish. It's like, you don't. I don't know, do whatever for them. Yeah. And also teach them responsibility, like that this is how we are meant to be. We're a community. So children need to learn from an early age that they also need to be part of that community. And then they're going to thrive once they know they're included. Do you, do you find that there are um, a lot of parents interested in learning ways to integrate you know, this information and raising their kids and finding that balance going on? At this present time, I am still, I have not rolled my website out, so it's not in, um, but I've already um, had interest and I already on my Facebook page have enrolled my website out and I have people um, liking and um, joining my page Amazing. Um, every week. Amazing. And when are you planning on rolling that website out? I'm hoping to have it rolled out by the end of November, so even before if I can. Amazing. So when this comes goes live in January, it's fair to it say someone looking right now, this will be live. Cool. And that's going to be the kids in bliss bliss.com? Yes. Awesome. Oh, that's, that's so exciting. Yes. Let me know any way I can help with that. Um, I need to um, just finish off some of the meditations. I need to record those and I need to um, do some work with my web designer and it all depends also kind of on his time schedule. But I'm probably two weeks away from um, finishing what I need to finish and then, yeah, I imagine he'll only take, I'm hoping, Oh, web designers, you never know, though. That's <laughs> I always go the grace period. I'm always like, all right, I'm going into this with the already open and acceptance of you're going to do as you please. <laughs> He's awake, so he actually Excellent. knows if I actually said him, okay, this is the date. I actually haven't been given a date. It's been um, put back a few times now, and... I understand. Um, I just wasn't ready, mm-hmm. as in, um, for what's needed. My understanding, kind of, once it rolls out, it's going to it's going to happen all very quickly. Um, and so, in regards to um, doing public speaking, I just was not there yet. 
um, I did not have the confidence as in I still had too much fear around it. So mm -hmm. I had to kind of release that because I do understand that it is um, going to be a huge project. I'm so excited to get to chat with you before this rolls out and get to, you know, so quickly watch this just completely evolve and help change the world. And when you're over here, get to see you and help share it over here stateside and join forces in common work on that for sure. And yes, please talk everywhere. Share all this deliciousness and goodness everywhere. <laughs> Well, it's going to be very easy because it's a website, it's a subscription website. Instead of because what's been happening up until this point, which is impossible um, to do, is you know people have been trying to get it into schools, but they are just one group, one person, um, you know, a small group. They cannot get around globally. What I intend bringing to the table, it can go in every country that has a computer. Um, India is going to be a big market, my understanding. Um, and basically then, kind of once it kicks off, my plan is to actually turn it over to a charity, um, partially into a charity. Instead of having, um, you know, giving the government money to tap, I'm going to be, my understanding from what I've seen, there is an orphanage that I'll be visiting in India mm -hmm. where I will be... Um, using um, yeah the the charity part to give to that orphanage from what I've seen. Beautiful. Um, if that's still on track, that was kind of my initial guidance that that's where that would be going. Have you been to India before? No. Okay. Well, if you Actually, need... Actually, I have. Uh, <laughs> in this, I need. I realize I need to specify in this time around. Um, if you need a partner on the ground of India, you let me know. Um, there in a heartbeat. Awesome. I I'm missing. I was there for only a month. I know I need to be there. You know, I landed knowing that that's just the first time. It was just a little sample, and I'm home there. I'm missing it every day, and I know that there's so much work for me and time to be spent in India. Um, for me, so you let me know. <laughs> awesome. I would love a travel companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, uh, this has been amazing. Let's, uh, if you don't mind, how are we doing on time on your end? Uh, 11.21. Cool. So you have, you have a little, you have a little more, a little more time sure. to chat? Cool. Um, just love to dive in a little bit on, you know, meditation practices and we can kind of, you know, really look at what you're going to be working with on the site and the parents or maybe your meditation practice or any advice you'd give of ways to implement meditation practices for anyone out there listening to develop their meditation practice a bit more. Sure. Um, I've got to say that has been the number one thing to my journey. Um, is meditation. Yeah. I believe that has really assisted my dream time. Um, like all my clairs are open. Um, meditation is paramount, I believe, if you want your third eye on. Um, you know, that's where I first started seeing my visuals in meditation. Um, and just allowing that time, you know, in this fast-paced society, we just don't allow ourselves to have that time.
mind is switched off. It's heaven. Meditation to me, it's like, you know, anyone said to me, well, you know, what does meditation give you? Everything. My my answer, well, I'd actually repeat, well, it gives it gives you heaven on earth mm. because um, to me that's what it is for me, heaven on earth. Yeah. Connection. It's connection with self. It's connection with all that is, and um, you know, to allow yourself that every day, um, you know, that's doing yourself great service. My kids, I've taught them to meditate from a young age. Um, my eldest child, she's very like me. Um, she finds it difficult to switch off. I don't anymore, but when I was younger, um, she finds it very difficult to switch off. And through breath and you know, teaching them proper breath work because that's something else I'll be teaching the kids how to breathe properly because there's no point meditating if you can't breathe properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, yeah, so teaching them that, you know, to me kind of, it's just a valuable life skill. It's like teaching children how to swim. Um, they're both very important, but on different levels. So, um, yeah, so, I don't know. I really don't know how people do without meditation. I hear you. It's been been a decade now, uh, you know, having a meditation practice, and if I go a day without it, I can't, I feel it dramatically. And I, I, people are like, oh, I can't meditate, you know. I, I used to be like, what do you mean you can't? And, like, now I look at that as an opportunity to, like, beautiful. This is a space to look at. Okay, well, how are you looking at what meditation is? Are you going in with a goal? Are you expecting that you're going to just sit with your legs crossed and just go into a blank mind? It's like, no, 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 no. Let's start a basis and just be comfortable and just focus on, you know, over-exaggerating your inhales, over-exaggerating your exhales, and focusing on your breath, and then celebrate a thought. And simply be like, oh, cool, I had a thought. Now I'm going to go back to, to focusing on my breath. Here's an inhale, and here's an exhale. And then the coolest part is, soon you just realize that there's been a long period of time that you don't have a thought, and kind of bring that entryway. It was like, huh, we put so much, you know, being a goal-driven society, you know, it's instantly, well, I sat to try to meditate, and I was thinking, so it's not for me. And, like, just kind of feeding that monkey mind more and more. It's like, you know, like you said, let's focus in on the breathing component of it first yeah. to be able to really switch up what how we're defining meditation, you know, especially over here. I find it so important. It's exciting, though, to definitely see that it's becoming much more mainstream. It's becoming trendy, you know, especially here in the city where I'm like, you know what, I'm okay with it. Like the yoga trend and the meditation, even if some people are doing it, not with the spiritual component, I'm like, that's fine, because the seeds are being planted, and that's what's most important, and, you know, it'll come. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if um, it's not done with the intention of a spiritual component, because it will come. Yes. Um, you know, it's inevitable. Um, you know, people might just do it for relaxation. Their high self dictating. Myself going, yeah, we'll just do this relaxation. Trick, trick, trick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 
the thing is, though, I think there's a lot of misconception around meditation as in how you need to do it. You know, speak from it, I'm a trailblazer. I'll never do things the way other people do them. I just, you know, like I understand you guys have Halloween. I was speaking to a, a friend of mine who is in Canada and, um, I'm, you know, just on Facebook and, and he was all dressed up and I just said, oh, you know, Australia, we're not huge on Halloween, but yeah, certain Australians do it. It has become become bigger. And I said, it freaks my kids out. Like, mm-hmm. it seriously, it always freaks them out, Halloween. I said, we don't do Halloween, we do Angel Day. And um, he's like, that is very cool. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a child blesser. <laughs> well, obviously, it's cool, I'm doing it. <laughs> I love that. Angel Day. I was going to be, I dressed up. I didn't go out because I was too exhausted from the recent attunement that I had where my body's like, we ain't going anywhere. I dressed up as an angel. That's funny. I was like, that's the spectrum. <laughs> well, yeah, we've done that for a while now. Um, like, I don't know, a few years because we did Halloween and it really freaked them out, especially my middle daughter. She just had nightmares afterwards. And I said, that is it. I'm never doing Halloween again. I said, I don't really like the idea of Halloween. So I said, you know, it's not even our culture, what we do. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why Australians are doing this. We've never done this stuff really before. Why is it big now? Consumerism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just thought, no, we're not doing that. We're going to do our own thing and we're going to celebrate angels and we're going to, like, you know, do angel cookies and we're just going to have, like, fun and, you know, you guys aren't going to miss out on anything, but we're going to celebrate something that is worthy of celebrating. I love it. I'm going to throw an Angels and Ascended Master party, like, as soon as I'm, like, settled in my apartment, like, I'm ready for, like, a hosting. Like, I literally just moved in. Like, I'm in, like, a room that just has my Reiki table that I'm sitting on right now and, like, doing all the bulk of moving next week. So, like, when we're set, Angels and Ascended Master party is happening. Oh, I love that. Awesome. I really want to see photos. I will absolutely tell. I'll tell everyone to come dressed as like their favorite Ascended Master. Or, oh, the vision's here that's happening. That's going to be amazing.
but because they're children and they can be very young as well, because kind of, you know, I'm saying this can be from like, um, you know, very young. Children as young as one can do that. Hmm. Obviously, small snippets, but um, you know, that can also help them with. I know with my kids, I would I would play music um, for nap times and to get them to sleep, just to slow down their breathing. And that music, as you know, frequency causes relaxation. So you know, it's it's not like newborns can't have this stuff going on. Um, They may not be able to understand the words of exactly what they... But there's going to be parts of them that's going to understand. There's going to be parts of their DNA that's going to understand the frequency of what's going on. Um, So, yeah, so basically kind of um, meditation to me doesn't need to be sitting in a room quiet, listening to, you know, breathing. There's several different ways of meditation. We're all different. Some people find it extremely difficult to meditate, like myself. I would prefer to actually have my own quietness and just listen to nature and go into my own world than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I like guided meditation, but I like the silence. I, you know, it's... I just love it. It's, um, you know, straight away, like the visuals I saw this morning, I was like, whoa, what's that? And, you know, I love that not having kind of something going blah, 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 blah. Everyone talks too much to do. <laughs> some days, some days. <laughs> I completely understand that, though, especially driving in the car. A lot of times I'll take, because I'm, you know, I'm in the city, so there's always stimulations of things going. So the bliss of silence, just having that time to be able to hear, you know, things coming in and have those moments of a download or a vision come. And people will be like, we'll walk in a room or something, they'll be like, are you just in silence? And I'm like, oh, gosh, yes, I am. Like, and it's so great. It's like, you're not listening to anything? And I'm like, no, like, I'm listening to myself. Like, like, having that moment of, like, like, we need that. Like, well, I need that. Like, you know, we all teach their own, but, like, it's so, that's beautiful. Listening to silence is so, so important for me personally. It's really good also. Excuse me. Um, it's good practice, like, you know, um, to do that because it's good practice to, for the communication with your high selves. Um, you know, because it's easier for them to communicate if you're not distracted, mm. um, you know, and you're centered. But, um, like other ways that I was saying about meditation, it's <clears throat> for anyone struggling with that, because people do, there's the guided meditations, which are very good. Um, and, you know, obviously it's like going to the gym. It's, you need to start off small. Don't have any preconceived ideas if you're not feeling that, um, you know, the biggest thing is concentrating on the breathing. So for anyone starting out in meditation, find um, either a mentor or, um, you know, a Google, whatever, someone to assist you with sorting your breathing out initially because 
the breathwork is very important um, because that will help switch the monkey mind off and um, and it, yes, it will help with the connection to the higher consciousness. Now another thing is just going that some people can't do that even, they just find it too frustrating, they're too fidgety. Going and sitting in nature, going and grounding in nature, that's another type of meditation. Um, you know, going to the beach, do what's right for you. Yeah, free, free writing, dancing, wherever gets just completely allowing that state of flow and being yeah. to go, for sure. That's a, a vision that's come to me and developed quick and I'm excited that it's, I feel it's coming very soon after some of these other babies get out there into the world is this, um, the freedom to express. Um, and it's coming in a children's book and a actual organization and a Broadway play and all this, so many different forms that it's taking and these things of just that idea of us having to find the outlet that works for us and finding that freedom to express yeah. the creativity that is the divine within us and allowing that to flow and what is that that needs to come out and helping and really targeting mostly for kids. You know, but we all need it. But, you know, I feel we both resonate with that importance of focusing in on the kids because, you know, everyone's time here and this time around is limited, but they're going to be the next wave. And as you said, they're all so turned on already, so just kind of making this easier for them. Well, from what I, like my guidance is they are the game changers. That is the way they actually talk about them. Mm -hmm. They are the complete game changers where, yeah, you know, heaven on earth. Um, and they won't take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, You'll see some stuff that these kids are doing, and um, I, I know I saw a, um, a speech of this little girl. I think she was 14. I can't remember where she was from, but she um, she did this speech to the United Nations, and whoa! Mm -hmm. I was like, I I saw it. I I was teared up. I was just like going, oh my gosh! I'm like, bless you. I'm like, uh, amazing, just amazing stuff. And and I just remember, you know, just thinking, gosh, how, you know, how proud I am of, like, she was so eloquent, but she was just so, guess what? This is not good enough, and we are not taking no for an answer anymore. Do you understand what you're doing to our planet? It was... It was very powerful, oh. and I um, saw it, and I'm just like, I vote you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you in tribute. <laughs> I was like, vote you next president. <laughs> just like, oh, she was powerful, but you know, these kids are going to be coming along, and they're going to knock people's socks off. Yes. Oh uh, well, I'm so so incredibly grateful that we've been connected, and uh. We got to share this space and see all the different ways 
our individual projects are going to grow and how we're going to be able to join forces and help each other. And I feel we have some adventures and some beautiful things in our future. So I do too. Yeah, very yeah. exciting. Awesome. Well, Janelle, I know that your day is just getting started. I could sit here and chat all night because this is this is it, and I'm just completely have it on earth right now. But I know you have a day to get to, so we'll kind of. I want to always wrap it up with: Is there any question that I didn't ask or topic that you wanted to cover that you really feel you wanted to, uh, you know, talk about or give any listeners today? Um. Actually, just, yeah, one other thing, basically part of this journey as well, um, particularly now, um, there's been some that have been connected already with their life purpose, um, and some kind of coming slowly into line with that, um, you know, we're all at our different stages with that. Um, if you're wondering whether to change something about your life, um, as I said kind of earlier, always check in and ask yourself. Um, you know, say, say you're considering leaving your job or whatever, and a lot of people kind of um, on the spiritual journey just go, I cannot do my 3D job anymore. And they're like, you know, they've been connected with their um, soul purpose and they're just like, you can't leave and do that. But the problem is with doing that, um, we need to remember that we we live on currency. <laughs> um, if we suddenly go and leave our 3D job and don't have security, we're going to go into overwhelm. So therefore... Um, Everything's balanced. So if the life purpose does come in, and it's like, you know, because once kind of that life purpose comes in, there's so much passion and joy surrounding it. It's like, I just, I so want to just grab this and like do this and do that and do that. The thing is, from what I've learned with mine, because mine came in over a year ago, was there are so many things that need to fall into place. And there may be skills that you need to, um, skill sets that you need to harness for. Then there may be other things that come in that are part of that journey as well that is going to assist. Like, um, I, I look back on kind of everything that I've done in my human life here, and I'm like, I was only thinking that this week, I was just thinking, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> How everything that I've done in different jobs, Everyone thought I was flippant, but I'm like, okay, got that one, let's move on, we need this one now. And it's like kind of, um, it's like a game, it's like grabbing buttons and I need this and I need that. And, you know, people are like, what do you do to remain stable and what do you have to move all the time? What do you, what do you have to have another job? Why, why are you going to go and do this now? And it's like, I don't know. I can't really tell you, but I've, you know, I've always been like that, even before, um, you know, going online and being activated, I've always been the same. Yes. Um, but when you align with your soul purpose, um, you know, that is paramount, that is what we 
that our contracts um, kind of like our uh, holy grail. Totally. So with that, you know, someone say still in their 3D job and it, it's clear as anything, is what you're saying kind of to trust the process of where they are and that they'll be guided out of and they'll know without a doubt when it's time to leave that that next step and go into the next opportunity being there maybe you know it's kind of that grounded part of it I, I really think if someone's not fully in touch with their higher self and they're second guessing these kind of things um yeah they really need to reach out to someone that can assist and give them higher guidance because, um, you know, this is kind of the dance. It can be the dance with the shadow because the shadow can be a trickster too. So, um, and, and that's generally when people go into overwhelm is when they're like, okay, this generally if it's not bringing you joy though, it's time to move on. So, you know, like it'll... You might be in a job or a relationship and you've got as much as you can get out of that and it's time to close that door because it's a new one to go through. So, but if in any way kind of, you know, you're second guessing that, I would actually, um, I, yeah, I would, you know, like, I invested in myself in this journey. I didn't, um, you know, just, I just didn't go, okay, well, I'm just going to go explode here and whatever. Um, when I wasn't at this level, I, you know, I did courses. I invested in myself. I invested in my spiritual journey. You know, like, we invest in crystals um, and short oils. These are all tools of our trade. So is doing, um, you know, learning or actually um, going to someone as a mentor and getting someone to actually, you know, people will do this in business, but they won't do it for their spiritual journey. It seems crazy to me. Um, you know, why kind of, um, you know, people will go to a marketer and say, okay, I wish you escalate my business for me. Um, I don't understand kind of why people are just, I, I see so many on sites of people just um, struggling struggling like for Jesus and and then just going, pray for me. No. <laughs> Please empower yourself. Align yeah. yourself with someone. Invest in yourself. Yes. And Don't be the bystander. Please get up. Invest in yourself. If you wanted to go into a job and you wanted a better job, wouldn't you have to go and do a course? Align yourself with mentors. Love it. This is what it's here for, to actually escalate this. Uh, and then go and repeat and, and teach others what you've been shown. Beautiful. That's, you know, reminders of not just connecting with elders and ancestors in these higher realms, but there's people here who have gone through the journey and are here ready and willing to help and to guide and to be that, knowing that that's a part of our purpose here is to experience and then turn around and teach it. Um, so what a beautiful, you know, way to wrap this up of, you know, 
finding those mentors that resonate and have been through similar journeys and, you know, stepping into the power of ourselves through, you know, trusting and investing in the knowledge of others, for sure. Just one thing with that, I actually um, posted something on my Facebook page the other day and it was a, uh, it was a clip about Russell Brand, but it actually really made me think, um, don't align yourself with someone who can't understand your experience from the heart. Mm. You know, people will go to counsellors and they'll be like, hmm, that's lovely. You know, all the stuff they get from is from a textbook. Right. Maybe not their own personal life. Find someone that you connect connect hearts with um, because that is the person who's going to be best to mentor you. Someone who actually can show compassion, empathy, understand where you're at. Um, yeah. You know, mainstream counselling, I'm sorry, but like, hello, we're here now. We've had the experiences. We actually, we didn't get it from a textbook. We got it from the life textbook yeah of experience yeah there's uh, some beautiful awakened souls I know that are still going and like and I'm not knocking for you to listen like you know someone seeking help and going for outside part like doing what feels it's better than nothing like I totally but there's times yeah. where I'm like you're paying someone who literally you have that conversation and then I'll ask like how the conversation ended they're like I don't know time was up and it's like completely they ended it and they're like well they're on the schedule and I'm like that's how you're, like, that's how you're confining them to go for life advice. Like, they're just literally just punching a clock right now. Like, it's good to get it out. Like, release it and, you know, get that outside opinion. Cool. Do what feels right right now. But, like, can you just stop and, like, reflect on that for a moment? They literally were just like, all right, cool. I understand you were just, like, on the verge of a breakthrough. But time's up. Got to go. Bye. It's like, ah. And that's the way, you know, unfortunately, that's the way it works out there. That's why with holistic, um, holistic workers, you know, even if they had a back-to-back appointment or somewhere they had to be, they would be like, okay, we need to actually get back to this today. I'm going to need, you know, or they would go over time slightly mm-hmm. to see if they could have that breakthrough. You know, it's a different way of being and doing the way we operate. Absolutely. I love it. Well, looking funny as we're talking about times, I know our Zoom call here is going to time out on us very soon. Yes. And so I want to make sure before the conversation is done, we're able to share all the ways that people are able to find you and connect with you um, and follow Kids and Bliss that will be live by the time that this is going. Um, so you could just share how to connect, um, all the different ways, um, your social media, anything that you want to put out there. Uh, please do so. Sure. Um, well, Kids and Bliss is com, And also you can find Kids and Bliss on Facebook. Um, also you can find me. I have a... Um, public profile and that's under Janelle Cameron um, 
and also you can connect with me which will go to my public profile which I am actually connecting this week. Um, Lightworkers Unite and um, it will have my sister site there where I will be offering my services for um, one-on-one services. Beautiful. And I will have in the show notes links to all of this to make it easier for listeners. Um, highly suggest getting involved in any way in this community. Of, I'm telling you the insights and knowledge that's being you know, provided in the group component is amazing. And you know, getting this time to speak with you the last you know, couple hours, I can just speak from here that you know, one-on-one time is invaluable. So I hope that everyone gets on board and Janelle thank you so much thank you for having me and it was so nice to um, catch up and meet you yes in person yes and um, yeah I'm sure we're going to be doing a lot more of this yes for sure I will speak with you very soon thank you Kelly thank you have a beautiful day blessings much love yes much love to you bye Alright Starshines, that wraps up another episode of Into the Heart Space. As always, thank you for your presence and for your love and for being all that you are. For more information about what we're up to, if you want to explore working more with me one-on-one, whether that's Reiki healing, learning Reiki, or exploring in the other you know, higher consciousness content that's being pumped out there, feel free to check out at heartspace.co or come over and say hello to me personally on Instagram at I am Kelly Keefe. I will see you next time. And as always, be you, be true, and stay beautiful. I love you so, so, so much. Ciao, ciao.